0: All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix, got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. Uh, As I was sitting down, podcasters, boy, you're going to wish you were watching this on YouTube. Uh, This picture, it just hit me, what was in this picture. So, YouTubers, you can see it. That is a picture of Senior Day. Texas versus Rice. So that's uh, the last game I played at home at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm going to tell you what, that that time went by like it wasn't shit. I was like, how the hell did I get here? But two things about this uh, game. One, the quarterback for Rice, I played against him in high school. And when we played against each other in high school, I ate his lunch all the way up. And he went to Rice, and you'll never guess what happened. I ate his monkey ass up. Uh, Yeah, but... So my finger, this finger. You guys see number 88 in the background? That's Jason Reeves. Uh, Me and Jason were in the 1991 class of beef. That's what they called my recruiting class. I'm showing you all that picture because, one, my mom's in it. And, yeah... But when I always talk about my teammate that died of COVID, it was Jason. It was Jason. Uh, He's got two teenage kids. I used to call him Slob for obvious reasons. God, he was fucking terrible. But yeah, it's just crazy. His wife caught it first. She went to the hospital. Slob was fine. Slob was fine. And then cough, cough, cough. Then Slob went to the hospital. Then his COVID went from zero to 100 and a half a second flat. Next thing you know, it's we were getting the call like Jason's got COVID. It's like, well, that sucks too. Jason got tubed. Then it went from Jason got tubed to quite literally. And I remember uh, Jay sent me a text and it just quite simply said, He's gone. I'll, I'll never forget that. And then like a maybe a day or two after his wife passed away. And so I always took COVID seriously. I washed my hands. I wear my mask. I still wear a mask from time to time and by time to time, only when I'm out working at the fucking gym because I'm not trying to. Yeah, but I, I always took it seriously. And, you know, on top of losing mom during, you know, COVID, losing Jason, right? And so I just, now I've got, it just hit me that the fucker's sitting there in the picture of uh, Senior Day. So, but it would make sense because they introduced us in alphabetical order and, you know, they're Robert Reed, Jason Reed. So, slob, I miss you, man. I didn't like living with you. You were a nasty motherfucker, but you were my teammate. You were my brother. Uh, we were both in the class of beef, and I miss you. But, gang, let's go ahead and jump in the meat of today's rotted sandwich because I just don't feel like crying today. Gang, I got hit with the 11 herbs of spices from noted historian philosopher motherfucking Dee. It's like, we're, I, I, we all saw it. And I was like, I don't even know how to talk about this. But it's the Montgomery Brawl in Montgomery, Alabama. Now, if you aren't aware of the goings on, let me go ahead and get you out from underneath the rock you've been living in. Here are the facts. A security guard, who is black, went to some boat owners and told them, one of our commercial ships, it's coming in. You have to move your boat. Now, the owners of the ship were of the Caucasoidal persuasion. They got gassed the fuck up. They got gassed the fuck up. And the simple request of, hey, we need you to move your boat, turned it into a fistfight. It turned into a fist fight. Now, those are the facts of the case. Now, let's just go ahead and dive right all the way into it. <coughs> now, if you ask my opinion, it's fucking Montgomery, Alabama. You're goddamn right there was some racist shit going on. You add some uh, alcohol, and then again, what is it? Uh, was Drunk words or sober, what is it? Drunk actions or sober thoughts or whatever the fuck. Again, that there was nothing horrible about that request. We need you to move your boat from point A to point B. Why that ended in a fist fight, I've got no idea. Now, as a true to the bone Southerner, oh yeah, oh yeah. And Generation X, my, my racist trigger finger, it, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. So if you're going to sit here and ask, well, Uncle Bobby, do you think that was a racist incident? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Right. Again, you were asked to move your boat. Why? First and foremost, who gives a shit? Someone who works there asked you to move your boat and you didn't move your boat. Again, Tim Buck says we know which party they vote for. And so, again, the party of law and order, just like the rest of them that are in this situation, they're all about the law and the order until they have to follow the law and the order, right? In this case, and again, I'm just that goddamn good. I can bash Christianity no matter the conversation, right? It's like, well, (laughs) well, the, the Ten Commandments have always been up in this courthouse. Well, now you have to follow the law. And what do Christians say? Well, why are you persecuting me? It's not persecution. You're now starting to figure out that there's a line that none of us can cross, right? You were told by an authority figure who just so happened to be black. You were told by an authority figure to do something and your monkey ass did not do it. And yeah, you had a couple pops. You had some hops and some barley flowing through your monkey ass. And now all of a sudden it's like, how dare you tell me what to do? Well, here we go. Now let's talk about my feelings on this motherfucking case. You got what you had coming. You got what you had uh, What? Okay, who gives a shit? We'll just keep on going. Back on topic. My thoughts on the case. I've got absolutely, positively no sympathy for anyone. And I do mean anyone who was on the receiving end of that ass whooping. Because here's the thing, and you're starting to figure some shit out. And by you, I mean, of course, the racist people who sat there and thought it was a good idea to, to go shot on some black people. You're in Alabama. That place has got a rich history of being racist as shit. This is the ripple effect that I've always talked about. Right Again, why, why don't you get over it? Because you haven't done anything to help me. You've done nothing to help me. Right Again, I, I've said this in my examples before. We've got more sympathy for chickens in this country. We do. Right Again, People are totally against far- factory farmed meat, and I'm totally willing to listen to that argument. Chickens that have led a horrible life, raised in captivity, have known nothing but fucked up ass conditions, and then finally, at the end of your life, you're hung up on a conveyor belt by your neck, and you get to watch a hundred of your family members get their next slit. You're next. And we're like, well, fear me. And I was like, again, first and foremost, this shit's delicious. Put some money on these motherfucking bills. You can tell me what it is I can eat in my house. But just think about what it is I just said. Born and raised in captivity. Born and raised in captivity. Your entire life is shit. And then your life ends with you being strung up by your neck. Does that sound a little bit familiar to anybody? How do you you guys act shocked and surprised that this generational trauma is not being passed down? I think about the times I've talked about the videos where someone was wearing a swastika and they got their ass whipped, where someone hears the word nigger and they get their ass whipped. This is what I'm talking about when I speak about the generational trauma that comes with bullshit like this. And I people are like, oh, you get offended by ouchie, where it's Like, first and foremost, please notice how you're not the one wearing the swastika. Please notice how you're not the person dropping the n bomb on black people, but you're defending those that are. And I remember saying this when this bullshit first started to go down. In terms of you know you you know you what about the First Amendment and you know you can't so people just say things and you deserve, sh- shut the fuck up. If you don't have that reaction to those words and those symbols and those actions, you clearly are not of that bloodline because to you, it's an ouchie word for everyone else. It's a countdown. It's a countdown, right? The reason why I'm so sensitive to racial attacks and shit like that, because it happened to my dad. It happened to my mom, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, If it can, if we have to make this argument for the goddamn chicken, we need to start making these arguments for black people standing today. And again, if your booty hole did not get puckered up, you don't know your history or you're not from the South. Gang, Alabama was and is ripe, ripe with racism. Oh, if there was a a certain governor from a certain state, yeah, yeah. And there were things with colleges and public schools. If you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you should look that stuff up. That really wasn't all that long ago. It wasn't. And so again, this generational trauma is being passed down. And so, when you sit here and you look at the black people that reacted the way they reacted, you can't act shocked and surprised. They're in Alabama for Pete's sake, right? And I saw a couple of, you know, comments, you know, TikTok videos, and I'm stringing this out, guys, because I want this video to stay up because apparently, because of the violent, I'm about to belch. I did. Hashtag unprofessional. I had a twin. Hashtag unprofessional. Because of the violent nature, I don't call it violent at all, but that's what social media is tagging it. I'm going to show as little as possible because I want this video to stay up. Oh, by the way, I'm eligible for monetization again. Hey, back on topic. But some of the TikToks that I've seen that I've been forwarded, It's it's the white reaction to that video and the reaction echoes the sentiment of other reactions towards other moments that I've seen where I'm like, you don't know the first thing about American history. And you know what to the white people that have said some of the fucked up shit they said, I can't even get mad at you. I can't because if there's one thing this country, especially the South specializes in. It is not just whitewashing whitewashing history. It's completely lying about it. It's completely lying about it. Again, my dumbass just found out because someone wrote gave me a book and I read it. That pretty much the only thing factual about the Battle of the Alamo is the first and last names of the people that participated in participated in it the battle of the alamo for people that went to school in texas especially san antonio you were lied to i don't know what they're teaching kids now but i bet it's not too far from what i was taught you were lied to there's nothing history other than the location and the names of the people that fought the entirety of that story is a lie. It's a lie. And so, again, that's what I'm saying. When I'm not really all that mad, I'm mad. But for the people that have made these responses, you're going off the best available information. And that information blows. But <clears throat> the the feedback that I'm talking about, and I'm not going to give it any air time, and I was forwarded some stuff from the squid, And some of the stuff I've seen on my own, I don't want to give it any more air time. But the stuff that I've seen, it's the imagine if it was a bunch of white guys jumping a single black guy. The fucked up thing about that question or observation or whatever is the people who say that think that we actually have to use our imaginations for that. Again, you don't know history. You don't. Probably because you weren't taught it. Because this is, as a 50-year-old man from the South, this is pretty much what we were taught about American history. The founding fathers were fantastic. Absolutely stupendous. They walked on water. They, When they farted, it's uh, reek of fresh cut daisies. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. It was sexy and they were vibrant. Uh, they were fantastic. Yeah. Then we had this hiccup called American slavery where some black people were treated kind of bad, but Hey, you'll never guess what there was some guy named Martin and he came around and now everything is equal. We all hold hands by a fire and we sing kumbaya. There's no more racism. Yeah, that's not even close to being fucking true. And it's not just this video that's getting this reaction. I've done shows on this before, right? Again, and the whole uh, Joe Rogan has said, it's that you have no idea how hard it is to be a white man in the United States. I'm like, is is it difficult? Do you want to talk about it? Is it horrible? Hey, where are you going? Your back fell off. Can't hear words you say. What? Or it's the whole well, two wrongs don't make a right. And again, you don't know your history. You actually think this is a push for a push, and now we're even. Not that we're trying to get even, but again, it it, this isn't the double standard that again, let's hang the asterisks. Of course, not all my white family members. I'm talking about the white family members that pipe up and say the bullshit that they're saying. Listen to Buddy's monkey ass. Buddy, where are you going? You're killing the show. Killing your father, Larry. Back on topic. Okay, this isn't a push for a push. This isn't you got one, I got one, now we're even. And again, it's not that black people are getting even. But it's, see, stop acting shocked and surprised when these are the reactions when a group of white dudes jump a single black dude and for doing what? His job. Emmett Till, anybody? But again, it you don't know your history if these are the words that are coming out of your mouth. Imagine if it was a group of white dudes who beat up a black dude. Well, again, turns out some of us, we don't have to use our imaginations, right? Again, these are all repeaters, but it's relevant to this case before we have a little bit of fun with this topic. Gang, this country used to lynch black people like it was a goddamn sport. And not that they would just lynch black people. Again, a lot of those times when we started getting into the 50s and shit like that, when we had like photography it was nothing and like get sometimes they would do it after church gang because they would know that's when you got the maximum crowd and so they would hang a black person from a tree and then a photographer would come and say cheese and with those big ass boombox sized cameras <laughs> And you know what uh, the the scene would be? It would be a bunch of white people doing this. Smiling while pointing at a lynched black person. Sometimes that black person was castrated. Sometimes they had something up their rectum. And people were standing there smiling like someone just bagged a 10-point buck. It's not that the picture was taken. The picture would make. The newspapers. Again, do you guys know how many arrests were made from those photos? Zero. So again, the whole, well, would we have to imagine it? What what would happen if it was, we don't have to imagine. That's what this country was built upon. Right? I think about. again, how we've lied during history. I grew up and I was a kid and we talked about it last week when I was on my dad's lap. I remember sitting on my father's lap in that old house on Castle Hunt and that wood panel TV. And I remember sitting in his lap. And one thing I used to look at, his dad used to sit with his legs in the figure four And I'd climb up in between the figure four and just kind of look, you know, over his calf at whatever was going on on the TV. And that's where I saw, one, deliverance. And two, that's where I saw Roots for the first time. And I do remember the scene where they broke Kunta. And they gave him the name Toby. To this day, I don't know a single black person. By the name of Toby. Well, that's what happened. And what was that 1977? Well, what was that? Jesus H. Christ. It was in the early 2000s when we hit the like the 25 or 30 year anniversary of Alex Haley's roots. I didn't watch it, but I did rewatch that scene. Gang, the scene from 77 versus the scene from, let's say, 2000. Two totally different animals. The scene from the 2000s was a little bit more accurate. I was physically and emotionally exhausted when it was done. And apparently, I took it out on everyone at work. So much, in fact, when someone finally realized what was going on, she literally made me promise, you don't do that. No, we can't survive this. We can't survive another round of what it is you're bringing to work on a day. And I literally promised this person, I will never watch that ever again. It was more for me than anybody else. That's what this country was built upon, gang. Again, if we could give this respect to chickens, we need to give that to fucking black people, the generational trauma, right? So again, it's, well, imagine if, That was a bunch of white guys that had jumped a single black guy. Well, turns out we don't have to Emmett Till. Emmett Till. He was accused of looking and whistling at a white woman. That's not a capital crime. Like not even close, not even close. They killed that boy. And you guys know how that ended. The lady who did it who accused Emmett and it cost Emmett his life. And hell no, I'm not watching that movie. Don't even fucking suggest it. She lived to what, 88 years old? She had a full life. Emmett died as a boy. She eventually reganted her story that Emmett didn't commit the oh so heinous crime of looking at her. Didn't rape her. Didn't touch her didn't say anything inappropriate. He was accused of looking at her and he lost his life. Well, Uncle Bobby, that was in the 1950s. The Emmett Till Memorial still gets vandalized in the 2000s. So again, it's like, well, why can't you black people get over it? What has anyone done to help us? And we wonder why it is. We 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 were Captain America up in this bitch. Negroes assemble. And we did, and we wrecked shop. It was Alabama. <laughs> the heart of the motherfucking South. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can, and I'm sure Fox will finally do a piece. On how not racist those white guys were, and the white woman who got chaired. Uh, you know, this wasn't a racial attack and the blase and the fucking glavenoids. Again, oh yeah, oh yeah. Even the most racist sons of bitches have black friends, but you need to look at the quality of their blackness. You can call the officer Tatum a friend, Jesse Lee Peterson. The Hodge twins, Candace Owens, all those fuck faces. I got black friends. Let me take a look. Oh, those are That There's your problem right there. Again, if I were to write some shit down on a piece of paper, and it's racist as all get out. And I tell you, I need you to identify who said that. Was that a white person or a black person? You're already wrong. You're already wrong. That's how you know you're talking about a coon. I'm about to belch again. I just belch, hashtag unprofessional. I've got no sympathy. I mean, we beat one of those motherfuckers out of his goddamn shoes. But again, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Then we're going to have a little fun. I just had to squeeze on this because... Fucking Didi hit my shit up. And I'm like, I don't want to talk. Uh, Now I got to fucking talk about it. So we got to talk about it. Because I think this is actually very important. So thank you. noted historian and philosopher motherfucking Didi. This is actually a very important topic for us to cover. The chair. The chair. So there came a point in the video where a brother hit a white lady with a chair. Now, gang, I wouldn't have done it. I would have jumped in. I I know me very well. I wouldn't have hit that white lady with the chair. And I've said this in other videos where that topic comes up. I don't hit girls. I don't hit girls. I don't. You can come up with a thousand scenarios. And in 999, I will not hit a girl. Right now, again, if I'm sitting there and it's between me and my cousin Paula, but well, that's probably the wrong example because she would have whipped somebody's monkey ass. Well, let's just say Paula, but it's a she's a different personality. If I'm sitting there having dinner with my cousin Paula and a woman comes running across the room with a butcher knife and I see she's going to hurt my cousin Paula, let's just say she's made a mistake. Let's just say she's made a mistake. I'm actually a blade expert and I know how to disarm someone with a blade. I'll just say that. because I don't want to get this video taken down. I don't hit girls. I don't hit girls. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't hit girls, but I'm going to be honest. Not everyone is wired like me. Not everyone is wired like me. Now I'm a 50 year old man from the motherfucking South. So I'm going to tell you something that the little girls that are now grown ass women, what they were taught. If you're going to hit like a man, you need to be expected to fight like one. I don't hit girls. I don't hit girls. But you got to understand there are men that will. And the white lady wasn't just sitting there around the pile counting her change. She wasn't sitting there reading the book of Ecclesiastes and trying to convert someone to Christianity. She went in there and she went swinging, which means she was an assailant. Now again, I've got training and if I just had to interact with that woman to get her off of someone else's back in Kaji it's called the drunk uncle. How do you put someone down on the ground without hurting them? Right? Right. Everyone has that one stereotypical own. Ah, yeah. Ah, you motherfucker. I didn't like your motherfucking mama anyway, that fucking bitch. Ah, yeah. I fucked you in your... And it's the uncle that always gets out of control, but he's still your bloodline. How do you put your uncle on the ground, defuse the situation without causing any damage? That's Uncle Bobby. I'm a seventh degree black belt in Kaji Kimbo. But you know what, gang? Not everyone else is. And the lady who brought the funk had the funk returned to her. And like it was a WWF wrestling match, someone hit her monkey ass with a chair. I would not have done it. But to my sisters out there, I am telling you, there are dudes that are not wired like me. And if you get into the middle of a fight and you start swinging... I think the saying is equal rights and lefts. There are people who practice that. Right? She went in there all gassed the fuck up probably entitled as shit and she was dealt with. It wasn't pretty, but she was a part of the melee and she was dealt with. The whole situation was fucked up, but it's like what I always say, gang, about the word nigger. The one thing that black people tend not to do is to get violent when someone just comes up. Hi Scott, hi Mary, I hope you're having a good day. But when you call us niggers, we tend to get a little bit upset. And again, it doesn't matter what you, the white person thinks about this, what matters is the recipient of the racism. And no, I will never feel more sorry For the racist and I will the victim of the racism. That's exactly how I feel about this situation. And truth be told, exactly how I feel about the lady who got her ass hemmed up by a goddamn chair. Again, she joined in. She joined in with what looks like to be. And I'm willing to bet the next paycheck a racist motherfucking attack. So, no, I don't feel the least bit sorry. I don't. But again, it's the whole. Imagine what if. A bunch of white dudes jumped a black dude. What would have happened? You mean like George Floyd? Again, we watched a black man be murdered live. Again, this wasn't back in the days of Emmett Till. Everyone had an iPhone. And I remember it because it was a young lady. That video that is used the most, she was the one who taped it. And they protected her identity when it came to the trial because I heard the part where she had to testify. That young lady had an iPhone. That was crystal clear reception. And we watched, we watched a man, a white dude, snuff out the life of a black dude for a length of 10 minutes. We listened to a black man gurgle Weaves, call out. His brain was so deprived of oxygen, he called out to a mother that had already passed. He knew he was going to go see her in oblivion. That right there split this country in half, split this country in half. And so when we sit here and we say things like, well, imagine if it was the other way around. Some of us don't have to imagine. Some of us are, oh, let me use their term. Some of us are woke. We're awake and we've been seeing this shit since childhood. So no, some of us don't have to imagine. One more if we start rolling on some of the funnier videos. And that is Rodney King. I was in college for Rodney King. George Floyd, Jacob Blake, I think. Okay, let's talk about their criminal past. Yeah, apparently they had some issues, but nothing what they did in the past dictated that they lose their life in the present, right? What did Rodney King do? Okay, let's say he was even violent with the cops. He was subdued. He was absolutely subdued. And we watched the cops just straight up torture that man. They tortured him. That discussion right there also tore this country in half. so much in fact that brought us to A- L.A. riots. Again, when we sit here and we make these stupid ass arguments of imagine if it was the other way around, we don't have to imagine. We know exactly what time it is now gang one more thing because it just hit my brain space and this one's going to be controversial but i'm going to kick it first and foremost did oj simpson do that shit absolutely absolutely was i one of the black people cheering their ass off when he was uh given the not guilty absolutely absolutely you want to know why you guys have heard it before so i'm going to say it again Was O.J. Simpson guilty? Abso-fucking-lutely. The celebration came because we got one. We got one. How many black people have been murdered since the dawn of this fucking country opening for business? Thousands of witnesses. Who got off the hook? Not the black person. They got a trip to the morgue. That's if they got a trip to the morgue. Black people celebrate it because they're like, we got one. Oh, yeah, he's guilty than a motherfucker. And I feel horrible for Nicole's family. I actually do. In the 90s, I was actually agnostic on the topic. Then I saw the documentary in the early 2000s. I'm like, OJ did that shit. I feel bad for his kids. I felt bad now for everyone who was negatively affected. I do. But I stand by my reaction in the 90s, right? Again, this isn't a push. This isn't we got one, you guys got one. So let's just, that's not how this works, right? Black people celebrate it for the exact same reason white people have been celebrating. See, Again, using black kids as literal fucking gator bait, raping black women in front of their fucking husband's and family members no fucking convictions telling my dad, who's a literal genius, no niggers allowed. Then in 1990, 30 years after his son gets in and makes all American and goes and signs an NFL contract. This boat brawl represents more than just a boat brawl gang. It does. Now Let's have, almost 40 minutes later, let's have a little bit of fun with it. Okay, so let's go ahead and hit it with the Autobots transform. (laughs) And let's go ahead and hit it with the rollout. What do you guys see? Look look at Buddy's monkey ass. But you're killing your father, Larry. Gang, I fucked that all the way up. What happened? Why why didn't it transform? Oh, that's why. Because I fucked it up. Hold on. Now, rollout. What do you guys see? Okay, here we go. Okay, so gang, what we're going to do here, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it because my people are absolutely fantastic. We've had some fun with this, and you know what? We've earned it. We have earned it. So let's go over here to my Twitter page. Okay, so, all right. And this this is a place. So this morning, Republicans in the House will introduce legislation Outlawing folding chairs. Gang, that's a play off of if Black people carried guns in such a stereotypical manner as some of our white counterparts, we would have amendments tacked on to the Second Amendment literally overnight. So again, we are going to have some fun with this chair. So let's go ahead and hit this one with the blow up. This is from Queens are made one. So let's go ahead and blow up this.
1: down, walking fast, face this path, and I'm homebound. Staring blackly <laughs> making a way, making a way through the crowd.
0: <laughs> Try me if you want to.
1: And I need you, and I miss you, and now I want
0: Gang, yeah, that one was fantastic. Let's blow up you eight. So I'm sure you guys have caught on. But that's kind of, the, the, so podcast, what you couldn't see is that there was a black dude with, instead of a gun holster with a loaded weapon, it was a chair holster with a chair on his hip. That, that to me is poking fun at all those pictures we see of a patriot carrying a bazooka into Baskin Robbins, into Starbucks. Again, nothing says alpha, man, quite like ordering a triple soy latte. Make sure it's almond milk because regular milk makes my tummy a little rumbly. And then you you feel the need to carry an AR-15 into that Starbucks. Okay. So, again, that was the play on that. What's the next one, gang? Let's see what else we got here. Oh, what is this? Yep, so yeah, that's one. Let's get to some of the videos. Oh, gang, hold on. Now, nah, I saw that one. There, there's some other one. There's some, okay, so this one right here. Pause <laughs> the tape. So, if you guys don't recognize that sound, that's from um, the Black Panther. That's the battle cry from uh, the White Apes. So the gorillas roll roll that T. <laughs> the hat the hat. Not love that one game. again it's funny what happens when you don't fuck with people you're not supposed to fuck with all right so that's how it got it. i don't want to show too much of the actual tape because again i don't want this taken down okay you know what fuck it so oh god L- look at that podcasters you, you can't see it so they're playing the the video let's let's just watch a little bit of it so, again, pause the tape. That right there. Let's blow up your Blow up your One, two, three, four, five, six gassed up white dudes. Against one black guy. And he did what? He did He didn't imitate a white woman. He simply said, move your fucking boat. And he works there. And some way, somehow, that requires th- this bullshit. Okay, let's roll a little bit more of this tape. Look at that man right there deserves a congressional medal of honor. Let's I'm going to de-bluff you because I want this to stay up. So it's the black dude that we've all seen. uh, His monkey ass swam across the channel to protect a fellow bra man. Yeah, that's how you do it, gang. That's how you do it. So what else we got here? What the fuck? No, is this an actual brawler? Hold on.
1: Turns out that 65-year-old man could really fucking... Well. Turns out that 65-year-old man could really fucking throw him. Okay.
0: Well. That may be a parody. That may be a parody. So there's the actual video. Again, that right there is now the official... Sign for black distress. Sales in black baseball hats are going to quadruple. What on, what is it? What are they what's in the name of charity and <laughs> <laughs> the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill
1: Let's go! That oh! Ant- was mm-hmm.
0: Pause the toi- an- Rashenza- tape. That right there, gang, is a sign of true cowardice. Podcasts, what you can't see is now the tables have turned. Right, this has gone to just a little bit, a couple steps past when the Falcon said "Cap," on your left. Now the entirety of the Avengers showed up. The, what you don't see are those two white dudes. They're they're alone. Where's that energy? Now we've got black people coming to posse up, saying "What's up? What is up?" Now they're backing up and like, where's that energy now, Playboy? Where where's that bravado? It's a lot easier when you punch at someone that doesn't punch back But when the people start to punch back, now look at you. Where's that energy? Roll a little bit more of this tape. <laughs> Okay, I laughed at the chair. I did, I did, I did. (laughs) So now we're selling chair earrings that say, try me. Okay, guy, you got to love my motherfucking people. Here we got some more Karen incidences in these videos. Yeah, again, so, yeah. So again, it's the whole, why do we have, can you imagine what it would be like if, and I'm like, Don't have to. Oh, wow. Let's try a little bit. This is one of the ones that I saw that was, hold on. Let's see what's going on. Hey, Hey, I want to tell you. I see all the content on social media.
2: So we don't give a damn about that lady getting hit with that chair. That chair was a spiritual chair. (laughs) That chair was for Breonna Taylor who got shot in her home. Preach it.
0: Preach, preach.
2: That chair was for Diamond, who screamed on live while her baby was in the backseat when Philando Castile got murdered and we had a watch. Yep, yep, That chair was for Sandra Bland. Bring it. That chair was for Mammy, who had a watch, an open casket of Emmett Till at the hands of white women. Yep. That chair was for Trayvon Martin's mother who y'all paid legal fees for, for George Zimmerman to get off for killing that baby who was walking home with a hoodie and a pack of skittles. That chair was for the time we was traumatized and watched George Floyd breathe his last breaths, because there was nothing we could do but film, and all we could do was watch. That chair was for him. That chair is for when y'all shot up churches and then took that white man to Burger King afterwards. Mm -hmm. That chair was for y'all voting Donald Trump in and saying it was good people on both sides when they had their little tiki torches. Mm -hmm. That chair was for Ron DeSantis, who is terrorizing black people and people of color in Florida as we speak. That chair was so liberating for us to finally see in real time us being able to fight back and win mm-hmm. against oppressors that have been doing this for centuries when all we could do was watch my people joined in on the fight. Not only are we not going to give a damn about that chair, we're going to take pictures with that chair. We're going to make memes about that chair. We're going to put that chair on shirts. That chair yep. is going in museums. Because while you see a black man attacking a white woman with a chair... We see black people being able to overcome and let y'all know that not only are we our ancestors, we are ancestors times a hundred. So keep fucking around and finding the fuck out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay, here's some of the funny stuff. Gang, hold on. Oh pot podcasters, I so wish you could watch this. Get on YouTube for this one. Come on. Blow up Sue wait. it these fools. all right how oh my god Just so you know, everyone in that video is going to go to hell and I will be there with them. Holy shit. Let's get a couple more. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got a little Wakanda forever. Let's do it. pause the tape and you know what i'm still waiting to hear right again yeah let's let's imagine how fast is, i don't watch fox um, how fast is fox gonna call these black people thugs because that's what happened during uh the virginia bullshit i mean come on Let, let's listen to what chadwick bozeman has to say hold on well, god <laughs> exactly again D blow ups you wait so again let's get a couple more How do, hold on what's going on here we got a little malfunction alright again if if all people see gang is black people attacking then you are missing the bigger portion of this discussion and so we got, yeah, chair earrings. Oh, this is a good one to end on, gang. You guys got to see this I one. knew that I had to be prepared myself. Hold on. Pulling out old bits. See, I practice my chair jutsu. I haven't used this skill in years. After witnessing my brothers and sisters take arm in the Battle of Montgomery, I knew that I had to be prepared myself. Pulling out old bits. See, I practice <laughs> my chair jutsu. I haven't used this skill in years. that's the last time I used it, I sent four people to the hospital with concussions. Their brains turned to jelly. It's a daily skill passed down from hoodmaster to hoodmaster, hood baby daddy to baby daddy. It's a powerful skill. When thrown, the chair can cause riots and get the most sane person into a frenzy. But it's necessary, and I will be ready. Yeah. After witnessing my brothers and sisters. Again, gang, at this stage of the game, this is just fun for me. This is just fun. So, we got – it's repeating at this stage of the game. Yeah, more. Yeah, so – oh, look at that. Look at that. So, podcast, what you can't see. Yeah, violence is in the answer, they said. Hashtag Montgomery Ball. Did you show them this? Brawl. Yeah. So, again, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Let's go back over here to Streamyard. Yard. This is what I'm talking about, gang. The funny part was black people just ripping the shit out of this on Twitter. The not funny part is what this represents. Gang, Uncle Bobby's only giving you one big motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to you one big motherfucking solution. Not being able to see this picture clearly, shut the fuck up. This wasn't about a fight over a boat dock in Montgomery, Alabama. This represents what this country was founded on. And it wasn't just a dehumanization of black people, gang. No, that's that's not it. I just belch. hashtag unprofessional. Shirley Chisholm, I'm going to take center screen, but you, my queen, are magnificent. Now. What you guys saw, let's say those were eight to nine black people, the folding chair, what you guys saw was generational trauma. What you saw was a reaction, not just to those drunken white dudes getting gassed up and being entitled. How dare you tell me what to do, nigger? What you saw wasn't just those nine people. Those were 18 sets of parents. went through the shit in alabama all the grandparents the cousins the aunts the uncles of those black people and what they went through in alabama and by say alabama i mean all of us and the reaction you're seeing is very american gang it's very american it's how dare you exist black person How dare you exist in white people's spaces? Because when we fight for our lives, we still have to justify it. Still have to justify why I fought back. You think I'm bullshitting? It starts with words and ends in actions. I sit there and I retweet videos of black people fighting back. And I still, it's a lot less now, I got you guys, thank you so much, but I still get back. Well, why'd you have to beat up the white person? What, you're asking the wrong question. Why did the white person call the black person a nigger? Well, it's just an ouchie word. So what you're saying now, we just get violent? Save it. Save it. Either save it or say it. I want to see you on video doing it that video game represents this country and there's something else I've been saying literally since season 1 we demonize the victims of the racism while making excuses for the racist oh yeah we had some fucking fun with those videos and yeah that I'll probably go in and buy myself a white chair of my goddamn self but That chair represented more than what it is. You guys saw it, hit two white people with it. What that video was, gang, was generational trauma. What was that? Six white dudes got gassed up and jumped a single black dude? Oh, we don't have to imagine what it would be like if it was the other way around. That's what this country was founded on. So to my brothers and sisters in that video, bravo. To that white chair, You are now forever invited and you will get the corner seat and the big piece of chicken at the next motherfucking cookout. Gang, let's use the Republicans' terms against them. Stay woke out there. And if we really want to make traction on this, I've always said, no movement gains traction unless its antithesis joins in. This is when my white family members, this is when we need you. Right, The fight it has happened. It, it's been done. When you hear someone sit there and bash the black people for standing up against violence, this is when we need you to stand up and say, shut your mouth. Well, you saw that. I mean, why didn't he just talk his way out of the- Shut your mouth. This is when the white voice carries more weight than black action. We need y'all on this one. All right, gang, the big guy's held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and Truth, let's go. (music) Thanks for listening, gang.